You are listening to the Banker's Secret Podcast, the Canadian guide to create a significant and positive impact on the financial success and everyday quality of life for businesses, individuals, and families. Building sustainable and dependable wealth, your host, Glenn Zacker, has been serving Canadians since 2004. Talk to the experts. My name is Daryl Hook. I have another interesting show for you again, as always, this week. Uh, I've got some old friends back with us, some guests who you've heard uh, on the show a number of times. They continue to come back, and every time they do, they're always looking for some way to uh, to do something new, to do something a little different, to kind of you know continue to bring value to Albertans. And we've got a really interesting show today because we're bringing in a special guest who hasn't been with the show before. His name is Bob Shields. Bob was born in Edinburgh, Scotland. Actually, I'm not even sure I've mentioned your guys' name. <laughs> I've got, I've, I always have a, a, a ton of notes with these guys. They put, they, they test me too. I got to tell you, uh, our old friends from McGuire Financial are here. Glenn Zacker, the CEO and founder, and uh, and a special guest, Bob Shields. We're going to bring on in just a few minutes. Bob uh, was born in Edinburgh, Scotland. Came to Canada in 1953 and joined London Life in 1959, and he's been with London Life ever since. He's a, a lifetime member of the Million Dollar Roundtable. And the highlight of his career was in uh, 1986 when he qualified for the top of the table, which uh, that year was only attained by two-thirds of 1% of all life insurance agents in the world. Bob is the author of a book entitled You Don't Have to Die to Win. This book is Bob's contribution back to the industry. He wanted to share his years of experience with anyone who was interested, and, and uh, he has a lot of experience to share. Uh, now, we always talk about it during the show, and one of the things we always mention is to really get into all the benefits of the infinite banking concept and how you can become your own banker and your own source of financing. And, uh, you know, we, we've, we've talked about it a number of times and, and we've always uh, mentioned, you know, it's never too late. Even if you're retiring, it's not too late to look at the infinite banking concept. And uh, we mentioned that uh, a couple shows ago. And at the boot camp, there were a number of people there who were, in fact, at that retirement age, and they were keenly interested in the infinite banking concept. And when, when the presentation was over at the end of the day, one of the first things they said was, you know, I wish I would have brought my kids to this. My kids are, you know, 30 years old, young couple with, with kids of their own, and this would be perfect for them. I mean, it's really, it's perfect for, they, they felt it was a perfect opportunity for them as well, but they really thought it would be a great opportunity for their kids. And at the last boot camp, I actually dropped in and, and sat in the boot camp uh, uh, and spent an afternoon there. And I was amazed at the number of people there who, like, they're basically a diverse group of all ages, uh, all different backgrounds, clearly. And the, the one thing they really all had in common was just how attentive they were. Mm -hmm. Now, the, con the I think the uh, seminar had started at 9 o'clock in the morning. That's right. And I got there after the show, so it was a little after 1 o'clock. And I, you know, I would have thought any other kind of seminar, a full-day seminar, people would be pretty much dragging their tushes by, you know, that point in the day. Everybody was just alert. They're asking questions. They're engaged, and it's a, tr a tribute to you guys and the program you have. That just it kept people's interest for sure. And uh, I bumped into a friend of mine there. She's uh, I think in her late 30s, early 40s, and she brought her nephew who was still in high school, and she said. I just wanted uh, him to know how to make his money work for him. She was concerned about his financial education. She thought this would be a great opportunity to bring him to the boot camp. And, and then at the end of the day, she was just jazzed about it, and he was too. I just thought it was sort of a great opportunity. So because of the fact that we, we always promote the boot camp, told you a little bit about Bob, and we talked about his biography, we're going to bring Bob on board right now. He's standing by. Good morning, Bob. 
Good morning. Welcome to the show. Nice to have you on board. Morning, Bob. Morning, Bob. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> now, I, can you? Uh, you've been in the life insurance industry for over 55 years. How did you discover the infinite banking concept? Well, I guess it was all a matter of just learning by the learning the hard way. I learned bit by bit and expanded on it and expanded on it. I've been introduced to Nelson Nash, and I find out that Nelson Nash has been doing the same thing as I've been doing for the last 30 years. It's been a real revelation to me, and um, uh, it's uh, adding. Uh, it's almost saying everything that I've wanted to say for the last few years. But I am guilty of getting explaining things too much and getting people confused. So I'm trying to <laughs> bring it around to a level where you, only, you don't need to know all the details, you just need to know the basics. And the basics you'll find, boot camps are a great help. Yeah, but it anyway, really, it, it is a, a process. It, you, yes. It is a process you have to spend some time understanding, but once you, you really see it laid out, it makes total sense. So it, I'd like to, I mean, you're clearly very passionate about the process and uh, how it's transformed your life. If you could narrow it down to one key message, what would be the one message you'd like to share with our listeners? Listen. Just listen to what we have to say. And if it makes common sense, do it, and you'll find it does. It makes com so much common sense that people say, why did I not know this before? Well, how many times have we said in our lifetimes, I wish I knew now what I knew then. Right. Everybody says that. Well, I've got perfect example of that, but I'm going to start off by just saying a few things which will just introduce my thoughts. I ask people, for the first 20 years of your lifetime, you are dependent upon parents or caregivers for food, clothing, shelter, education, uh, good manners, hopefully, and maybe attitude to life. So when you reach 20 years of age, you really owe your parents money. <laughs> you don't think of it that way because they're your children and that's the cost of raising a family. But I'm going to ask you to think for the next thing. Have you ever thought about what your possible and probable requirements are during your lifetime? First of all, 20 to 30, you've got things like uh, student loans, your first car, electronic devices, your I even include tattoos in some of these things. Wedding, honeymoon, no, that's 20 to 30. 30 to 40, perhaps wedding, honeymoon, bigger car, trips, down payment for a house, furniture, babies, children's needs. 30 to 40 to 50, bigger house, bigger mortgage, children need their requirements, school, trips, hockey, equipment, education and trips. 50 to 60, children's education, children's weddings, grandchildren, oh, grandchildren. <laughs> 60 to 70, oh, we better think about retirement and do some estate planning. Don't leave it that late. 70 to 80, care and extended care. That takes a, a whole bunch of things in and it brings me to a thought of thought-provoking statements. No one should leave a debt that they created in their lifetime. That's a fair statement. Mm -hmm. When you have a child, you have a moral responsibility to feed, clothe, and educate that child until they're responsible for themselves. Some people say, nobody do it for me. Well, it's a moral responsibility. When you marry, 
give a moral responsibility to provide food, clothing, and shelter for your spouse and family in an amount sufficient to allow them to stay in the same house, same school, same church, and complete their education. And that could be a big figure. When you start a business, you have a moral responsibility to provide job security for your employees. No, you don't need, it's only a moral responsibility. You could shut your door, put them all out of work, but you don't want to do that. No. In the event of your premature death, if you live long enough and work hard, enjoy good health, you'll accomplish all of the above. In the event of your premature death, your life insurance will accomplish all of the above for you and provide funds to supplement income to enjoy retirement if not required for any of the above. That wraps up pretty well all my statements in nearly a... Uh, uh, in a nutshell. Okay, Bob, we're going to we're just going to ask uh, Glenn a few questions here and come back to you. Uh, Glenn, what, uh, we've heard a little bit from Bob now. What was the process that you've discovered about becoming your own banker? Uh, since 2009, since Bob's been here in Edmonton, and actually Bob was uh, one of the first people that we met in terms of uh, what we know today is becoming your own banker, and we spent a couple of days, uh, you know, with Bob and our, our, our team at that time, and, uh, you know, we are just ecstatic to have Bob back here in Edmonton. So um, here's a question that people would really want to ask themselves is, who's the banker in your life today? <laughs> you know, and so being, being the bank in your life is, you know, it's not a product, it's a process, you know, that really mirrors, you know, the same three functions of a traditional bank. So uh, they take deposits, lend money, and earn interest. Uh, banks are the biggest owners of this participating, paying whole life insurance, and we're educating people on really how to mimic, you know, on what the large banks do. And uh, it's the overall essence here, Daryl, is really to recapture the interest that you would normally pay to a traditional bank. So our boot camps are a really good uh, form to, you know, educate people on how to empower, you know, a person on how to create and control their own uh, personal banking system. So, uh, you know, we always say banking's a process, it's not a product. And, you know, if you think about it for a second, you know, you finance everything you buy. You either pay interest or you give it up. So just imagine having complete control and the use and, more importantly, the liquidity of your own money. So um, being the bank in your life is, um, you know, something that we educate people uh, at our boot camps. Quickly, what your inspiration was for writing the book? Okay, it's hard to answer a question. I'd like to tell a short story that I tell before most of my presentations. And the first story I'd like to tell is about this young preacher, a young clergyman. When he went to do his first sermon, his first charge, it was in a rural area. And when he went to just deliver his first sermon, there was only 12 people in the congregation. And he said to this old farmer, he said, should I go through my whole uh, sermon, there's only 12 people in the congregation. The old farmer said to him, he said, well, son, he said, if I had a head of cattle, he says, and 12 of them came to get fed, I'd sure as heck feed them. Oh, yeah, right. So he delivered his sermon, goes back to the old farmer again and said, how did I do? The old farmer said, well, son, he said, if I had a head of cattle and 12 of them came to get fed, he said, I sure as heck wouldn't give them the whole load. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty hard for me to give you 55 years' experience in one hour, one day, one night. But I think it serves enough. If I give you enough to whet your appetite to come back, which is, there's no good going to one boot camp. You better go to two or three of them, or you'll never, you won't get, because there's no way you can take it all in. I'll use a bit of my own experience as an example. When I started with London Life, I thought, if I'm going to sell life insurance, I should buy one. 
And back in these days, I didn't even like the sound of the old whole life insurance. So I bought what they called a 10,000 life premiums to 65, which means I paid only till the age 65. I was 30 at the time, so 30 times to 65 was 35 years, times $200 a year was $7,000. I'll tell you a bit more about that policy in a minute, but I'm going to just tell you, it took me seven policies to get to my first 100000 Someone said to me, Bob, don't you realize that a big policy is cheaper than a small one? And I know that. Volume discount. I bought my first 100000 at age 41. I bought another 100,000 at age 43. I bought 200 at age 50. 500 more at age 55. And $10,000 premium at age 70. I should have done these things in the reverse, and that's what I'm trying to tell kids today. Buy big young, use it as your operating account all the way through your years, and put it back before you retire. That's a great message for people. And Let's see if uh, I can give you an example of that. Well, we're going to take I a break. We have to take a quick... million dollar line of credit at the bank. You have to use the bank initially until we don't need them. <clears throat> because they are not your friends, believe it or not. It's, it says here, when I applied for my first million dollar line of credit, my wife and I had 16 policies worth a million of cash surrender value and three million if we died. So there was absolutely no risk to the bank. The next year, my policies increased and increased. So I took back the four small ones, took back the three small ones, another one, till eight policies secured the million. I approached the bank and said, can I change to two million? Line of credit, two million cash, five million if we died. Notice to the bank. So they go ahead with that again. The, the policies increased again and again, now I'm down to six policies securing the, the, the two million. And I've been using this system for years with my clients. And there's a way of doing it. There's a formula to do it, uh, which my favorite clients are people who make 40,000 or less or are reporting retirement. If I'm, everybody falls into that category somewhere. If you're making 40 or less, you need some guidance. If you're making 40 to 100, you're making money, but what are you doing with it? A great environment. People were asking questions very freely. There's a lot of back and forth dialogue, and you you could really again see the engagement in in your uh, audience as as they were listening to you guys. You guys are excellent presenters. First discovered the process of becoming your own banker in 2008, and they've been transforming the financial lives of families and businesses across Canada ever since. And uh, for those people who are just joining us, Glenn, can you kind of retouch again? Well, I asked you earlier about, you know, what is the process of becoming your own banker. But for those people who are kind of just uh, coming into the show, can you let them know? You bet. So just imagine for a second being the uh, banker in your life, having uh, complete control over the use and the liquidity of your own money and, you know, protecting your savings from the volatility of the uh, stock market. And this is a time-tested process that's... Uh, you know, been in Canada here for the last 167 years that allows you to, you know, really grow your money safely and predictably, even when mutual fund stocks and other investments, uh, you know, crash or, you know, when markets are being more volatile. So really the essence of that, Daryl, is uh, by creating your own source of financing is, is to recapture, you know, all of the interest that you would normally pay to a traditional bank. So our boot camps are designed to um, really have a day of education to empower people on how to create and control their own personal banking system. 
Now, we talked about who this is good for, and uh, essentially it's, it's good for everybody. I mean, it, it, I think you guys said uh, it's never too late to get in, and we had a lot of people show up at, at one of the boot camps who were people retiring or in, in, right in that age group, and the number one feedback they had was, oh, I wish I would have brought my kids. You know, my yeah. kid's 30. Uh, uh, they're just getting started. they got young kids of their own, uh, young couples. are buying the houses, buying the cars. And it's perfect for them. And then I mentioned uh, when I was there at one of your boot camps, I bumped into a friend of mine.